Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love to talk to creative people, and today I have four of them. I have four of the gentlemen behind a play called Daddy Issues. It's a comedy that is currently playing in Hollywood at the Dory Theater, which is part of the complex, through November 13th. I have writer-director David Golden, also James Seifert, who plays Donald uh, in the play, Josh Nadler, who plays Levi, Donald's friend, uh, Jonathan Fishman, who plays Donald's dad. Donald is the character in the middle of this crazy farce where he, in order to get his parents off his back, pretends to have a child. He's a gay guy, and they're like, when are you going to give us a grandchild? And finally he gets fed up with them asking, so he pretends that he did it with, you know, a a college girlfriend back in the day and that the kid is now like 10, and then he has to proceed to, you know, present this kid. And it's a crazy farce where there's a lot of mistaken identity and shenanigans, and I laughed a lot. So I was excited to to talk to the folks. So we're going to play a game of You Don't Know My Life, a couple of questions. You Don't Know My Life, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, is a game I co-created with my friend Jeb Havens. Um, It's a box party game that you can get on Amazon, but it also is a virtual game night experience. Um, that I host for a lot of corporate team building events. So if you need a fun Zoom activity to do with your coworkers or your friends or anything like that, uh, a holiday party for people that you can't be in the same room with, hit us up at youdon'tknowmylife.com. I would love to host a virtual game night for you. All right, I also want to remind you that you can become a subscriber to DNR Studios and get my episodes two days early. Um, for twelve ninety five a month, you become a subscriber. You get all of these great shows that are part of the app, and uh, it's... A delight. And you can learn about it at dnrstudios.com. All right, here now is the You Don't Know My Life game featuring the crew from Daddy Issues, writer-director David Golden, James Seifert, Josh Nadler, and Jonathan Fishman. Joining me now via Zoom are four of the gentlemen from the comedy Daddy Issues, which is currently playing at the Jory Theater, part of the complex in Hollywood. I saw the show the other night. It's really funny. It's like a throwback bedroom farce kind of goofy comedy mistaken identity like craziness so congrats guys and welcome to the podcast thank you thank you glad to be here we've got the writer director david golden we've also got james seifert who plays donald the man stuck in the middle of all the craziness josh nadler plays levi who is donald's friend and he gets into a bit of mischief himself and jonathan fishman plays sid donald's father who is putting a bit of pressure on Donald. So, um, David, since you're the writer and director, tell us a little bit about how you describe the show. I kind of think of it as a screwball comedy. Yeah. And my logline is basically, it's 1982, and Donald Moskowitz has overbearing Jewish parents. Right. They approve of his gay lifestyle, his flair for decoration, and his choice of profession. And the only thing that will make them happy is for him to give them a grandchild. Right. So he decides to hire the 10-year-old kid from downstairs to play his son, and his two best friends, a drag queen and Henrietta, fight over who will play the birth mother. When Grandma and Mom come over, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? What inspired you to write the play? Well, I actually, for a half hour, did this with my father and my mother. They were terrible. I mean, they knew I was a gay man. Right. And and every time I saw them, when are you going to give us grandchildren? When are you going to... And I was like... And it was like, do you know who you're, who I am? Do you have any clue? Anyway, <laughs> after the 30th or 40th time, and they came to visit me in Orlando, and I did have an audition that day, and I even said, please don't say anything that's going to upset me. And they said, oh, no, we won't. Right. And of course they did. And so that night, we went out to the bubble room in Orlando. I don't know if it's there anymore. And they pulled it again. Well, will you just gave us grandchild? And I said, well, there's something I never told you. And I went on for a half hour that I had 
a son from a, with a girl that I dated in college. And I did this for about 45 minutes. Wow. So you really spun the story. Yes, I did do this. And the reason I did this is I had an acting teacher by the name of Kathy Laughlin, who's actually a casting director, too. And she said, kids, do a believability. Tell, mix a, a little, a big lie with a lot of truth and see if people will believe it. And that was kind of what I did. I was taking that. So I said, eh, I'll do it with my parents. I love it. And they were into it. They bought it. They went along with it. Oh, my it. God. They went, when can we see him? When can we see him? Oh, my God. And grandchild. They're just like, play. The they went crazy. Scene, the first scene is, I wouldn't say verbatim because there's some creativity there, but, but there's a lot of what they said in there. I love it. And the good news is they never asked me again after I did that. So I guess. It worked. It you worked. got him off your back. So, James, you play Donald. What's fun for you about the role in the show? What appealed to you about it? So he's like the, the quote-unquote straight man of comedy. Um, right. He's stuck in the middle like Cary Grant and Arsenic and Old Lace, like that kind of a part. Yeah. And so I love I love being able to just like either give a deadpan or just give like a – be around the craziness but not necessarily be the craziness. Right. It's hard. Um, uh, I mean, I guess that's just me naturally. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, it's very it's, – it's fun to play that as well. Right. Um, it requires a lot of energy to, to play the role. I mean, he's pretty much anxious for like two hours. Yeah. He's um, a wreck. And that's, yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's really fun to kind of just watch him, uh, fall apart as he's trying to like keep up the, the lie, keep up the charade. Um, you know, as, as more and more things go wrong, he's like really trying to cobble together this, you know, this, this whole lie. Um, and he, he almost succeeds. <laughs> almost, almost, almost. Almost. So, Josh, uh, you play Levi, uh, Donald's friend, and you end up in drag in the show. And I couldn't believe when I read the program that you'd never done drag before. Is that right? That is true. That is correct. Um, I have always been a fan of drag queens. Sure. Um, even even before Drag Race and, I guess, like the modern renaissance of right. drag. Um, you know, I remember feeling like a different little kid and being drawn to Charles Bush. Um, you know, right on. He died, mommy die. Yeah. Uh, and I knew there was something there. And, you know, when this kind of crossed my path, um, it felt like a very linear journey for me. And it's kind of the basis, I think, too, of um, the character that I ended up created in Levi. Well, I was shocked that you'd never done it before because A, you're stunning, and and B, you just own it. Were you the rest of you when you saw Josh all drag and drag? Because part of the conceit of the show is that he has to kind of pass convincingly enough, and he he does. So, what did the rest of you think when you saw Josh step out in those outfits? Just that he was really used to doing that. <laughs> that was your first takeaway. Yeah, totally. He was just so comfortable. It just like it just seemed like that was that was why he was here, you know, because he just embrace embraces it and the outfits josh are spectacular the uh the green gown like uh talk about putting that look together like uh did you try a lot of different things um that is uh an understatement yes <laughs> um, yeah you know me and david started brainstorming i guess as soon as i got cast um you know, I think we both kind of saw it as a, a way to kind of create this character. And part of that is with the wardrobe as well. 
Um, you know, we didn't have uh, uh, an actual technical costume designer and we kind of were left to our own devices and able to kind of put our own spin on the characters that David created. Um, and I have a fr- I'm fortunate enough to have a friend that works for a fashion company and she kind of let me go crazy on their website. Right on. Uh, it was a lot of trial and error and, you know, I really kind of had this vision of who Levi, you know, ends up being right um, at the very end. And I really, uh, I'm a Taurus, so I guess I was pretty stubborn about it. Um, and I think it paid off in the end. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of my journey, um, uh, for lack of better term. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, this, it was a, an exciting experience and I, and I'm glad I got to check being a drag queen off, off my list. Yeah. Well, it's, it's spectacular. And Jonathan, you play, uh, Donald's dad. Um, what was, what appealed to you about the part in the project? Oh my God. It's great to be the voice. Like I get to say all the crap that I heard throughout <laughs> my life. I, cause I, because I'm totally Donald, my real life is Donald's life, aside from being gay and having to lie about that. Um, but my, but the pressure of me just wanting this life above everything else and my whole world around me telling me, but you shouldn't do that. You can't, that's not practical. Because I was raised in a very Jewish community, you right? Know? Uh, it was Stanford, Connecticut. I mean, it wasn't the Long Islandy thing, but it was still that same pragmatic uh, mentality of you've got to, you know. My mother grew up in England and survived the Holocaust happening in the background, and you know, my dad served in the Navy during the Korean conflict. So, you know, they were very they were working class people, and it was like, oh, you can't. That's too not, you know, not safe. And then, uh, and then also, you know, later in life and, and, and family still always saying that. So it's great to be now I get to be that guy that I've always hated so much. <laughs> right. I like um, it. So I knew that I could bring that authenticity to it because it was so real for me. And then it's what I'll tell you, just, I know I'm talking too much, but it's all good at, at the, at the end of the play, when the everybody is kind of ganging up on me to telling me I'm full of shit and this is what your son has always wanted and he's happy. And it's amazing to hear all that and take that in. And it just, it's, it's, it's nice. Cause there I am the actor standing on stage doing the thing I love and I get to hear these words and it, I just, it validates me too. It's just a cool it's really cool. I was very drawn to it when I read the script immediately. I was like, this is really cool and this is funny. And I knew what it was. And I want to just go back to the thing I said before about Josh owning it uh, and being the, oh, I see why you're, I had that with the whole cast when we all met for the first time. It was like, oh, you know, so really kudos to David for, for bringing us together and casting uh, this lot uh, to do the story. Yeah, and there are other actors that aren't on this uh, interview that were delightful. The kid is great, who's like 10. He has like this deadpan. He made me laugh a lot, so yeah. He's actually nine and a half. He's nine and a half. I love it. He's the youngest kid to ever play that part. Right on. All right, cool. Well, I came up with a few questions that we're going to play in this game. Here's a question inspired by your show. What's something you did when you were younger that your parents never found out about? Think about that for a second. You're going to type in a sentence or two. All right, we're all in. Get on over my life. 
So we've all submitted answers. The question again is, what's something you did when you were younger that your parents never found out about? Here is your first answer. Nothing. I always got caught, whether sneaking out or sneaking a guy in, parties or not. That square underneath the bottom where that little number signal is, that's the hashtag. And where we as a collective come up with a cute hashtag to sort of label it. So this could be like... Um, nothing Nancy. Nothing Nancy. I like it. It's cute and campy. All right, next answer. I hid marijuana for the school bad boy in my golf bag because he didn't want to smoke it before graduation. And he knew I was a good kid who would never smoke it. Oh, intriguing. Let's see. Pot pal? Ooh. All right. Next up. Cops came over to check on disturbance I created, and we hid in the basement until they went away. Basement baddies? Something like that. We like alliteration in this game. Okay, next up. I cheated on most of my tests in high school. Um, <laughs> testy kid. Next up. I had sex with a woman in my parents' condo. Condo. Not condom. Not condom. Condom, <laughs> condo consummation. Condo consummation, yes. Okay. So we've got five answers and five hashtags, and now the guessing starts. And how the guessing works is, Josh, you're going to pick any hashtag other than your own, and then you're mm -hmm. going to say who you think it is. So you might say, I think Pot Pal is James, or I think Basement Baddies is Jonathan. Any hashtag other than your own and who you think it is. I feel like hashtag condo consummation. Yes. Is maybe Jonathan. Okay, so Jonathan, if that is correct, you say, yes, you know my life. And Josh gets a point. But if that's wrong, you have to say the name of the game. You don't know my life with as much attitude as you may be feeling. So, Jonathan, are you condo consummation? You don't know my life. Wow, intriguing. Wow. Interesting. All right. So that was the end of Josh's turn. Now it goes to Jonathan. So, Jonathan, you get to guess. I am going to say condo consummation, David. David, are you condo consummation? Guilty. Guilty you are, condo consummation. I only slept with one woman, and it was in my parents' condo. <laughs> I love that. Where was their condo? And I was 30, at Aventura, Florida, and I was 35 years old. Right on. And they, they were out of town, or were they just well, out? They, were, they weren't even there, no. Yeah. They were gone. They were gone. Yeah. They were in New York, and it was empty. Right on. But it was in their condo, and it happened. Was it one time, one and done, or was that? Well, one time successfully. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that could be your next play. Um, I love it. The second time, but it right. worked the first time. Right on. So, Jonathan, you get to guess again. When you get it right, we let you do two in a row. Uh, the testy kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say is Josh. Josh, did you cheat on all your tests in high school? Um. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so what, how would you cheat? What was your preferred method? I, I was actually, I was really smart. I was, I was a good kid right. uh, in school, but something about tests were just not it for me. I don't sure. know. I think really good peripheral vision. Right. Yes. Um, but I also like to think that, you know, I was friends with the smart kids in school and all the smart kids cheated. So I yeah. feel like, Maybe you're only smart if you cheat. That's know. right. That's what all the kids were doing it. And no, never got caught. Never got caught. Yeah. Good for you. All right. Jonathan, you got two in a row. So we're going to move to James and let him guess now. See, Dennis, I feel like you were you were a good kid, but now now you smoke the weed. Um, and so I think 
I'm going to go with Basement Baddies. I think I think that's uh, Jonathan. You think Basement Baddies is Jonathan? Jonathan, are you Basement Baddies? I am Basement Baddies. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened to you in the basement? So we, I was, uh, I was, it was middle school and yeah. we were doing all kinds of things to stop cars. We were doing a tin can thing where they drag right. the tin can and then they have to get out of the car. And then we would throw a water balloon at them when they got out of the car. Right. And I guess some people complained that these kids were doing this. Yeah. So two, two ca- squad cars come around the corner and we run to the back of the house, the yeah. three of us. And we go into the basement and the cops are on my fucking property. They're circling the house. They're banging on the door. And we were just out of our minds. But we were like, we don't have to answer the door, right? And this is pre-law and order. I don't know. Right. You don't know. All right. I've been watching on TV, although maybe some dragnet. But um, <laughs> so we're like, no, let's just not. They can't break in, right? They can't break in. Right. They don't have a warrant. We just wanted to believe that they weren't allowed to break in the house. So we were like, and we just stayed as quiet as we could down in the basement. And and uh, I don't think there were any lights on upstairs either. So it worked out. And then they finally just left. And right. they never, like, came back. They never reported it. And, and so I totally got away with it. You got away with it. Did you change your ways or did you go right back to doing your mischief? Um, I found some other mischief. I think yeah. I had to, to, to move away from that. I didn't yeah. need to do that again. That's kid stuff. I got you. All right. Yeah. James, since you're one of the two that are left, we're going to go on to David and let him guess this last one. Uh, one of these is James's and one of them is mine. Oh, James could be either one of these. Yeah. He might be a pot pal or a nothing Nancy. Uh, let me look at you, Dennis. All right. <laughs> I think James is nothing Nancy. He always got caught. All right, James, are you nothing Nancy? Guilty. Yes. Yeah. So you would always get caught. I would always get caught. I would get, they would, they just knew. They could, I, I, I wear my, my heart on my sleeve. I have no uh, poker face. And so just even like with the way I would say hello, my mom would be like, okay, yeah, you, you know, you've, you've been smoking, haven't you? She's like, what? How? How do, how do you know? <laughs> right. Would yeah, you yeah. sneak people in? Yeah, I would. Um, right on. I love that. <laughs> but you would get caught. Yeah. Well, they would they would know. And then it just, there was one moment where the, I, I got caught uh, mid-sneaking out, and that was a very dramatic affair. Yeah. Um, my, my dad thought that uh, the guy was a, um, a robber, um, and I didn't. I didn't give up the ghost just yet, so I went along with it. Um, oh my gosh! You pretended the, uh, that the the guy that uh-huh. you snuck in or snuck out with was a robber. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we called the cops, and then um, chased after him, and then came back, and then I was like, "Okay, Dad, I need to tell you something." Um, and that is that was how I, I uh, came out. <laughs> so oh my, my gosh! <laughs> that was how you ended up coming out. That guy's not a robber. He's my lover, or he's my, he's somebody I'm seeing. <laughs> well, not in not so dramatic terms, right. but yeah, pretty much. Wow! <laughs> did how did the guy react after that was all over? Was that the end of that, or was did he forgive you? And he, did you guys keep seeing each other? Uh, we didn't talk for a while. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then, you know, he hit me up, I think several months later. Um, and like, just, I think we're, we're friendly now, yeah. but it was it, after that experience, it was, no, it was, uh, never the same. Oh my gosh. That seems like something, Where was there? something out of a movie. Where was this James? Where was this? Yeah. Uh, this was, uh, in Northern California where oh. my, uh, in my childhood home. 
Oh my gosh. Was he in your room or were you like in the hallway or somewhere? Uh, I was taking him down. We were, we were going down the stairs and we were so close. We were just a hallway. You could taste freedom. You could taste it. Uh huh. And your dad's like, that's a robber. And you're like, yep, it is. (laughs) Well, I mean, what happened was my, my younger brother saw him and was like, there's a man in the house. Um, and he was, I was like 17 and my brother was, was like 11 at the time. Um, Yeah. <laughs> and uh he almost got away. I was like, No, 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 there's no one here. Um very Donald esque, you know. Yeah. Trying to trying to keep calm in a very Right. It's you in that show. It was <laughs> and uh yeah, he he uh fiddled with the lock and my dad heard him stumble uh with that and then he chased him and then yeah. And there it is. Et cetera, et cetera. Thank you for sharing yeah. that story. That's a yeah. that's like a that's a big deal. So I'm the pot pal. There was a bad boy in my school named Wayne Graham, and we were friendly. Wayne Graham? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was his name. And he was kind of the bad boy, but he was fun to talk to and stuff. And whenever he paid attention to me, I was kind of like, ooh. Like, I just thought it was cool. And he called me one time out of the blue and said, I've got this pot, and I'm afraid I'm going to smoke it before graduation. So will you hold it for me so I don't? And so I stuck it, I I guess I was on the golf team, but I had two golf bags for some reason. So one of them was in my trunk and I put it in the golf bag in my trunk of my car. And then there was a state golf tournament like that same weekend. And I went with the team on the tournament and I did so badly that my scores weren't counted. Like they get rid of the worst golfer and they don't count the scores. And I'm convinced I did so badly because God was punishing me for hiding Wayne Graham's weed in my golf bag back at, you know, my hometown. So... That's the story. Would I do it again? Yes, I would. I would. But yeah, it was next so. time, next time you can title that one hashtag Grams Grams. Grams Graham. Thank you very much. All right. So that's how the game works. We're going to do one more question. Describe an evening you spent in the theater that you will never forget. And you could have been performing or you could have been in the audience. All right. The answers are coming in. An evening or an afternoon you spend in the theater that you will never forget. All right. We're all in. Get on the Describe an evening you spend in the theater that you will never forget. First answer. Anthony Shear in the Royal Shakespeare's Company's Richard III. Uh, Shear Genius, S-H-E-R. It might be pronounced Sure. We'll do that, though. Sure Genius. During a final run-through of a musical, a famous director told me to sit next to him, and he felt me up for the rest of the run-through. Wow. Director Copperfield? <laughs> That's... You're very good at these. <laughs> well, it's, it comes with time. All right. Next up. Seeing a Broadway musical for the first time, it was Cats. Jellical Joy. Uh, <laughs> All right. We'll do it. Next up. Dear Evan Hansen. L-O-L. Let's see. Heaven, Evan, Heaven. Because apparently they will never forget it. We'll find out. It might have been hell. We'll find out. Next up. The first Broadway show I saw was Phantom of the Opera. Bought tickets on the street and were told they were orchestra, but when we got to the theater, they were standing room only. Wow. Standing for Phantom? All right, we got it. All right. David, I believe that you were the uh, the only guy, one guest last time, so we're going to start with you this time. Pick I it. think Jellicle Joy is Josh. Josh, are you Jellicle Joy? You don't know my life. All right. Really? I like the way you delivered that. It was Surprise. subtle, but it, it just oh, a hint wow. of menace. Gosh, I'm so intrigued by director Copperfield. I'm almost, I feel like we should, I don't know what to do with that. Um, I want to say Josh is dear Evan Hansen. I want to say, Josh, I think you're Evan Heaven. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's me. Um, so what's the story? Okay. Um, it's complicated. It's really yes, we love complicated, complicated things about Evan Hansen. Okay, so actually, at the time, um, I had actually, I, I saw it when it was touring here in L.A. Right. Um, and it was actually pretty close to, um, like, right after my brother had passed away. Oh. And all those, those grief, those heavy, yes. and um, were with me still. Um, and you know, I've I've seen plenty of musicals. I've cried. I've felt a lot of different things. But there was something like very visceral and uncomfortable about that entire experience. Um, and I needed a lot of time after the show. Um, and now, in retrospect, I mean. Dear Evan Hansen doesn't have a great reputation currently. The movie was a little bit of a horror film, in my in my in my opinion. It's uh, so funny because it, it fell on my it opened on my birthday, and so for my birthday, like twelve of us went to see the movie, <laughs> and it was kind of like I look back and I'm like, well, the meal was fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the yeah. chicken was lovely. The chicken uh, was lovely. The cake, the cupcakes were delivered. But yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So it was complicated. I've definitely, it's not like, yeah, I guess it's not the, the most amazing thing that no, I've ever No, but it was, you'll like never I, forget it. I'll, yeah, I'll never forget that. And yeah. you know, sometimes things hit us at times when we're like, you know, when, when it's, those emotions are really raw and they just, something happens and we're able to have an experience. Was it on Broadway or was it the tour? No, it was the tour. Wow. Um, it was great. You know, they were they were talented. The yeah. music was great. Um, yeah, it just it hit. was a lot. It was a, it, it hit. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Do Do you wish that you hadn't seen it, or was it in a way meaningful? Were you Were you glad ultimately? I'm I'm really glad I saw it. Um, and I, you know, I, I can, I can respect a lot of elements about it. Right. Um, I think everybody's a critic. I'm sure there are some elements about it that are not perfect. Um, and I do think it does have a message that has resonated with people. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's amazing. Uh, and Ben Platt in that, in that wig for the movie is a different <laughs> story, but yeah, you know. no, I second that, but I saw the, the most recent tour here in LA and I thought it was really good too. I, 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 I was into it. Um, so that was my guess. All right. I get to guess again. Um, you know what? I'm going to let it go to Josh. You get to guess now. There are four left. Uh, I think director Copperfield is David. David, are you director Copperfield? Fuck you, Josh. Yes, it's me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is another show you can write, but it's... it's... I have a many shows, yes. Yes. What more can you say about that? My friend Michael Ellis got me a job as an usher. I was right out of college. Right. Director, and we were watching the run through of the final run through of the music, and he went, Young man, come sit by me. And the next thing I know, I, and I, you know, he was famous, so I just stood there, and he was kind of cute, so I, I, let, I let it go. All right, wild. And it was somebody really well known and esteemed, and all the yeah. rest of it. He's not an A list actor, but he was a B director, but he was like a B or a B minus. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's well known. He was well known. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm not going to say his name. You guys can find out in the dressing room one night dead. before a show. All right. Dead, All right. All right. There it is. Josh, you got that right. You get to guess again. Um, okay. I think the Royal Shakespeare Company's Richard III is Jonathan. Jonathan. Is that you? Yes. It is this you. It is. 
Tell us about this production. I went to college to business school, but I immediately, upon entering there in my freshman year, I auditioned for a main stage production and I was cast in it. So I started doing this dual track of theater stuff, acting classes, voice and diction, but I was still doing all the stupid business classes. And between my sophomore and my junior year, I went to Europe and I backpacked and I was, and I had this catharsis and that, why am I doing what I'm supposed to do? I should be doing what I love. Right. And I went to the, see the Royal Shakespeare at the Barbican, the Barbican Center in London, this, the most amazing performance production. And it was like, that's all I want to do. I want to do that. And I don't care about anything else. And so I got, and then I went and switched my major and got, ended up getting my BFA and, and just went on from there. But it was like this, it was the, the whole, the, the creation of character and bringing the story to life that I had read and probably seen before and it never meant anything to me and it was just a completely realized. And also to see the, the Royal Shakespeare Company do Shakespeare, I mean, they just know what they're doing. It's just, a, it was amazing, so... Well, it sounds like kind of like Josh's. It was something you saw at a time in your life when it really Absolutely. spoke to you. Just like that. Exact. Totally resonated with me. And, yeah. and you changed course. Did you ever question whether you made the right decision and be like, oh, I should have been a lawyer or whatever? Or have you always... No, no, no. Good. The problem was is when I had to take the, the, a kind of a detour to do something else. Yeah. To be part of a family, you know, yeah, where you can't live that selfish gypsy life that, you know, brings all that self gratification. Um, and, uh, that, that was, that was the hard, the hard time. Right. But, uh, never, never any regret, uh, to choose this crazy path. Good. Josh, you got two in a row. So let's go to Jonathan and let you guess. I'm going to say that James is the uh, uh, standing for Phantom. James, are you standing for Phantom? You don't know my life. Well delivered. All right. So James, so which one is mine? Standing for Phantom is uh, is you? Yeah, Dennis? that is me. Yes. Yeah. It was like 1991 or 1990. And I was working on cruise ships as a dancer and we docked in Manhattan and me and my friend Amy were going to go to the theater and see a show. And so we bought these tickets from some guy on the street for Phantom, which is the hottest show, right? We couldn't believe it. We got it. And so we get there and we like think we're going to the orchestra and like we're going to have our first Broadway thing. And they're like, no, these are standing room. So I didn't even really know what standing room was. And I'm like, what is, what is, no, that means you have to stand through the whole thing. So I just remember shifting my weight and just like standing through this whole show. So James, your answer is cats. I can't believe that never came up during the show that that's your first show. Yeah. What's the story? Uh, well, my, uh, so I grew up in Northern California. Parents, uh, took me to New York when I was six. Um, and we kind of did like all the touristy things, you know, Empire State Building, um, you know, Central Park, and then a, a, a show. And, uh, you know, what, what better way to expose a kid to Broadway than like, you know, the long, at the time, the longest running yeah. show, you know, ever. Now and forever. Uh, yeah. And I, um, I actually slept during act two. Um, <laughs> but I. Did you sleep through memory? Um, I woke up. You woke up for memory, yeah. Thank, you I know. did. I woke yeah. up for that part. Got to be up for uh, memory. I missed, yeah, I missed it where it dragged, where they talked about like the magical cat. Yeah, the, we don't. You know, yeah. Whole, yeah. Oh, McCavity. Yeah. The McCavity song. I remember that one. Um, but it was just the, it was the set. 
Yeah. We were in the orchestra. We were in the center. There were really good seats. And it was just like, wow. It's like so much artistry and so much, so much detail in everything. And then like the, the lights go down and then you have like these really scary, you know, twinkling eyes that represent the cats. And then you have like the ominous, you know, score. And I just, yeah. And then, uh, I made my parents, I think, get the, the VHS tape, you know, with Elaine Page. And, uh, I think I just, I, I wore that one down watching it every time. And so you were all yeah, about it. Really what started my love of uh, musicals. I love it. Did you have a cat's t-shirt? Cause they were all the rage of dance class. You had those in your Capizio jazz pants back in my era anyway. Uh, uh unfortunately, no, yeah. no, I, 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 I did have tap shoes, but, but no, oh, no, yes. no uh, bust those out. All right, guys, it's been so fun to play this game with you. And now we're going to reveal the scores in three, two, one, boom. One for Josh, two for Jonathan, three for James, one for David, one for Dennis. So, James, you are our big winner of You Don't Know My Life. And look, listen, I have some applause for you. <laughs> I love it. Well done. David, tell people how long they have to see the show and, and how they need to, to get tickets and what they need to do. Uh, it's playing through November 13th. And to get tickets, you go to daddyissuestheplay.com and you click on the ticket link. There it is. Before I let you go, I have one final question um, from each of you. What's your favorite part of the show? Do you have a favorite moment, a favorite line, just something that you like? I like the Croatia sequence that Josh and Noah do. Yes. When they go Croatia, because it wasn't in the New York production. They just sang. And I think it's so much more clever than it was really there. So I guess I'm proud of that because that's new. I love it. It's new and fresh. Josh, do you have a favorite moment? I feel like any time I get to say the word mommy... Um, or mummy, I guess. Um, right. How I deliver it. Um, it's really fun. It feels very camp. Um, I will never be a mummy. So, you know, it's fun to dream. We'll it's to fun to dream. Fun. Yeah. 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 I like, I like those moments too. I remember them. Jonathan, do you have a favorite moment, a line? I have this little interchange with James about, you know, in one of my more homophobic little sections right um <laughs> where you know all i ever because all i want him to do is to take over the family business and right. to carry on name and all of that and when he points out the fact that i was uncomfortable with the way he even stands um because it's too dance like uh there's a funny little uh interchange there that i really love james yeah. do you have a favorite moment or favorite uh line or anything like that i think my favorite moment is when Pam, who plays my mom, sees my quote-unquote son for the first time. And it's just, there's so much tension because I'm like, okay, is this working? Does right. she buy it? You're, you're and, spinning plates. And, and, and Pam is so hilarious just in, in how, like, she, she loves this son already. Like, she, you know, awkwardly walks across the stage, like, not, not knowing what to do with herself. And then she eventually curtsies, which is ridiculous. And right. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I, I love that moment. I love it. All right. You guys, this has been super fun. Congrats on the play. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of your run. Thank you for trying something different. Um, and uh, I hope to see you again. Thank All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to the guys from Daddy Issues. Go see their show through November 13th, and you can learn about it at daddyissuestheplay.com. All right. So this happened. I needed a little change of scene, uh, some fresh air to clear my head. So I decided on the spur of the moment to spend the night in Ventura, which is about an hour outside of L.A. There's this little 
trailer hotel that I've had my eye on online. I'm not even sure how I discovered it, but you can stay in like an Airstream trailer, but it's like a hotel. It has kind of a luxe feel to it, but you're still in a cute little Airstream trailer. Um, and it was really fun. I took Enzo. He was afraid to get in the trailer at first. He, he didn't want to jump up. Finally, by the end of our stay, he, he learned to jump into the trailer. Um, but it was really nice. I just needed to chill. Uh, we could walk to the beach and the boardwalk, um, or the, the, the pier in Ventura. One of my favorite parts is they have free some more kits at night. They have these two fire pits. So you can get some more kits for free and make some mores at the fire pit. And they're delicious. They're really good. So I think this is going to be my new favorite thing. If I ever just get like, I need a break, an hour outside of L.A., you're staying in this cute little trailer, all the amenities are adorable, and you can walk to the ocean, and it's and the Wi-Fi is solid. I had a meeting when I was out there. So, yeah, I'm all about Waypoint Ventura. And I left a copy of You Don't Know My Life for them to have in their little library book game area for people, and they gave me a hat as an exchange. So I have a cute little hat, and we traded, and now my game is out there. All right, that's enough for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Shout out to AJ Sousa for mixing the episodes. JB Bursey provides additional technical support, which we appreciate. Our theme music is by Mark Daniels for Placement Music. We'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.